Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you are looking for a bank that's ranked at the top of the heap, and I mean, that's definitely the case for Renaissance Bank. If you're looking at surveys that have been put out by money.com, Time Magazine, Forbes Magazine, they rank banks across the country, across the region, and Renaissance is invariably in the top 10 of those surveys. So if you're looking for a bank like that, a better banking experience for your business than what you currently enjoy, go to renaissancebank.com and find one of their local offices and be in touch. And I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Wes Ray. Wes is the author of Off the Top Rope. Wes, welcome. Thank you, John, so much. It's great to be here with you this morning. Yeah, it's great to have you. So um, let's give everyone a little introduction to you and your uh, journey. What have you been up to? All right. No, thank you again so much. Yeah. Yeah, so Wes Ray, I'm the author of the book, first time author. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, That's the, awesome. Thank you so much. It was quite yep. the uh, journey. It was actually a goal of mine and mm-hmm. uh, I was able to check that box. So congratulations. <laughs> yeah, as you mentioned, off the top rope, it's uh, it's from professional wrestling to the corporate world to to the classroom, a journey in a faith career transition and a little bit of luck. And so what I'm really looking to do is just really trying to help some people. I think mm-hmm. uh, my journey was a little different, a little different path. Wasn't quite the straight path. Like a lot of people go from college to this, to this, to this, and kind of took a little detour along the way. So I'm really hoping to, I really enjoy helping people. And so I'm hoping the the story will help some folks, give some people an idea that if you're, you feel like you're stuck somewhere, you've got skills, you can, you can still do what you want to do. Uh, and I'm hoping that with that journey I took, maybe I can help some people take maybe a little easier journey. Uh, again, mine was a little bit of a different path than most, but I think uh, what I can tell you is you can get there. Uh, it takes some perseverance and, you know, some, some luck and some skills you may already have, but just trying to really help people, you know, try to reach those goals and reach those positions, those places they really want to be. Yeah, for sure. Now you, let's talk about, I mean, professional wrestling we've got to get to that like <laughs> straight away right so right. so what how did first of all had that how did that start how did you get into professional wrestling yeah that is a quite an interesting one you can only imagine that conversation with your parents after you're graduating from college oh, oh, yeah, they were, they, i'm sure they were so happy and proud yeah. right yeah you got a you got a degree and now you want to be what <laughs> yeah so just real quick it kind of started you know like a lot of things as a kid right uh, right I was very athletic growing up played all sports whatever was in season played them all and as a kid, you know, um, I really uh, had, you know, people would always ask, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? And, you know, a lot of kids would be, I want to be a doctor, or a lawyer, a, you know, a, the president. Um, and I always said, I want to be a professional baseball player, a professional wrestler. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm from that, that, uh, the days of Batman and Superman and mm-hmm. Spider-Man, the good versus evil. I think as a kid, that's what attracted me to professional wrestling. Was, right. You know, there's good versus evil, so to speak, or good versus bad. And, uh, so as years went on, uh, played sports, uh, played them all in high school and then gravitated towards baseball, went on and played baseball in college and mm-hmm. went to Kennesaw State University, played baseball there. Mm. Uh, 
um, really wanted to, that was my goal. I really wanted to, you know, I want to make it to that next level. And right. actually was, um, didn't get drafted or anything like that, but ended up having a, a free agent uh, tryout uh, and found out really quickly how good you have to be. <laughs> mm. And it, it didn't work out. So a lot of things, I maybe wasn't quite ready, wasn't mm-hmm. quite prepared, whatever the case may be. And then ran into a few friends I'd went to high school with who had uh, entered into the world of professional wrestling. And I was very intrigued. He started asking questions. And uh, at the time, I was uh, about 6'2". At the time, I was about 175 pounds. And I don't mm. know what made me think at 175 <laughs> pounds I would be a professional wrestler, but something did. And so next thing, one thing led to another. They introduced me to someone, went to a... Uh, what would be considered a tryout, uh, mm-hmm. and basically, John, I was beaten up for free for about an hour and a half. So, <laughs> oh, lovely! That's <laughs> it. And after I got done, I said, "Well, okay, you know, I guess maybe that's over." And then the the trainer who was working with people called me over and said, "Hey, you can get up to two hundred pounds. I'll train you. See, you have athletic ability, and that's all I needed to hear. Uh, I don't know if you've ever uh, seen the movie uh, Dumb and Dumber with Jim Carrey when he's asking now, you know, asking for a date, and he says, "What's my odds?" And she's like, "One in a million. He's yeah. like, "So you're saying I got a chance?" You know, and that was <laughs> that was kind of me, right? You're saying I got a chance. So I went uh-huh. really, really put in the work this time. You know, really yep. put in the work, uh, working out, lifting weights, nutrition, and got got up to 200 pounds. Made sure I got a little bit over, called him back, and next thing I knew, I was getting trained. And before you know it, I was, uh, uh, you know, you know, out there. You know, wow. it was it was, um, uh, it was a really exciting thing. I was training one day, and then they said, "Hey, tonight, you come back, and this will be your first match tonight." And I was like, "Oh wow, you know, yeah, <laughs> here we go." So it was. It kind of happened somewhat quickly, but it was a very, uh, wouldn't trade it, you know, wouldn't trade it for the world. I still have a lot of few aches and pains for occasionally from the, from that, uh, did about, about five, six years from Mm -hmm. the late eighties into about the early mid Mm nineties. And then this body couldn't just quite handle it much anymore. So, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how it all transpired. It's kind of an interesting, uh, an interesting journey getting into that, but it's a, uh, it was uh, it was uh, it was quite the quite the interesting business. <laughs> now you you talked about your you part of your attraction to this as a kid was mm-hmm. you were um, into good versus evil and that kind of thing. Now don't tell me you went over to the dark side <laughs> when you became a professional wrestler. You were still one of the good guys, uh, I hope. Right? Exactly. You okay. Know, yeah, back back then, it was really you know anybody that's a fan of professional wrestling now, the lines are kind of blurred. You know, where yeah. that kind of good versus bad. But back then, it was a little more clear cut. So mainly, that's I right. was a. a, a I guess you could say a good guy my yeah. whole time. Now I will have to say there were a few times and I, and it, it was fun being a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's, that's true. You out of character. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. That's right. Uh, Wes Ray is with us folks. And Wes is the um, author of a new book uh, that he's uh, authored called off the top rope from Pre- Pre- easy for me to say, from professional wrestling to the corporate world to the classroom. So um, what are the what are the business lessons uh, and or career lessons that you pull out in this book from professional wrestling? Yeah, no, that's a great question. You know, at the time, John, I, you know, you, you really, I didn't really think about that, mm-hmm. right? At that time, I'm my early 20s, you know, I'm just, kind of living at that point you know, right. that I was fortunate enough before I entered into the world of professional wrestling to, to graduate. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I had 
I guess enough sense to listen to my parents and, <laughs> and yeah. get that done. So I did have that. Uh, I had a business degree, honestly, didn't really know what I wanted to do from that perspective, because this is kind of where my focus was. But, you know, after I, I was in that business for a while, you know, there's a lot of things you do learn. Um, uh, it's similar to kind of what we're doing now, learning how to speak in front of a camera, learning how to present. Uh, I think couple of things from not only professional wrestling but in sports in general I learned was having to work with work with someone teams teamwork team, yeah. you know teamwork working teamwork um, and and using your interpersonal skills and being able to you know get along with people you're not always going to like everyone right? right you know I mean that's sure. just kind of how life works sometimes or maybe they don't like you but you have to figure out ways to work with them and, and in professional wrestling you have to be also have to protect each other right? yeah you know, not get hurt right um, or hurt badly um, and so learning that uh, presentation skills negotiation skills you know I had a lot to negotiate my own deals at times or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be so those skills I picked up and being in front of crowds. Mm. Uh, being able to stay, you know, calm in front of crowds, in front of a TV camera, in front mm-hmm. of pretty large crowds as well, you know. So a lot of those skills, I was able to say, "Hey, they, I can, I can use these." As I start, as I started winding down my career mm-hmm. in professional wrestling. Okay, that is not going to last forever. You sure, know, when you're in your 20s. Right, you think everything's going to last forever, right? <laughs> uh, but as you start realizing uh, this is this was it was a full time job just for me to keep my weight on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, so Wes, at a, at a certain point, you decided, okay, I'm I'm um, I need to transition out. So what what happened? I mean, where were you in that journey, and what did you? What led you to the next steps, I guess? Yeah, you know, as you know, I'm gosh, I tell you, it, as I mentioned a minute ago, keeping my that 230 pounds or so on me was really tough. I'm, I'm not designed that way. And so it, my body was just starting to get to the point, I, I just can't, you know, can't really continue this. So mm-hmm. I started saying, okay, I can, I've got a degree. Let's see, what can I do? I was able to uh, get in the door with a fairly large telecommunication company as I was kind of winding up my professional wrestling career um, in customer service. Um, well, let me ask you a question yeah. about that yeah. though. Um, I'm sh- did, did, did uh, I mean, you had a degree, yeah. so you, you were a serious professional, right? But, but did they take you seriously? I mean, they ask you like, what have you been doing yeah. for the last six years? And you're like professional wrestling. And I mean, how did, how did you handle that moment? Right? Yeah. No, it actually is kind of, you'd be surprised. It's a little fun. I mean, it was intriguing to a lot of people. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, it was really intriguing. You know, they were like, cause I was a, it was still a pretty big guy, you know, uh-huh. and that kind of thing. And so, um, so they were intrigued with that, yeah. you know, and I, and I have to say, I think, and at that time, getting in customer service, uh, especially when we were working for, it was a pretty large company that had 24 seven customer service. And if anybody's ever worked customer service, it's not a job that you go, everybody calls you up every day and says, Hey, Wes, you're doing a great job today. <laughs> Thanks for the call. You're right. There's always, so, and it's a turnover job. Oh yeah, for it, sure. It really is. Yeah. So I, I think it's, yeah. so I think, I hate to say it, but I was a, you know, right time, you know, Hey, yeah, we got yeah. openings. Yeah. We need bodies. You yeah. Know, right. You can work this schedule. Oh yeah. Great. Let's go. Right. Yeah. That's and, a tough job. And so it's, yeah. it, you know, it, it is. Yeah. And, and I have to say at that point, you know, I knew that, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to go in and be a, a manager director level at this point. I haven't. So it really, 
it worked out well for me because I got a chance to learn the company from the ground up. Mm-hmm. I really did. You know, mm. you get to learn the company. I got to learn how to work the system that we were using. And, um, you know, it got me in the door. Mm. And a lot of times that's, and I think that's one thing I talk about in the book is I think sometimes people, especially if you're career transitioning, sometimes you just got to get in the door. Right. You know, you might not be able to go from, you know, you might be had a director's level in the healthcare sector, but maybe you want to go into maybe retail or, or finance. You might have to take a little step backwards or mm-hmm. lateral to get in the door and then work your way. And that, I think that helped me a lot was just, I said, let's get me in the door going back to that. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So <laughs> you got me in the door and that was, I said, get me in the door and then I can hopefully you know, work it from here. Sure. Show them I'm a hard worker. You know, I'm going to learn. I want to work well with others. You know, I think that's a big thing is really working, working with people. Yeah. Got it. Got it. And you, you progress through various executive level positions. I mean, you ultimately became a corporate compliance officer. You were a chief information officer. You were chief compliance officer. So talk about that. corporate um transit or uh advancement that you went through yeah and that you know i think that's one of the things again i hope john you know with the book and really you know really trying to help people and try to help people understand you know hey i can do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know it may may not be easy but you can get there right so you know when i started working customer service i knew this was not going to be a long-term it's not the kind of job you want to be a customer service rep for you know, 20 years. It just takes a toll on you when you're just you know doing that. So I started um, uh, working with uh, the system they were using. You know, became pretty good at it. And next thing you know, I would my supervisor would allow me to start training new reps. You know, as part of I was like, great. You know, so I was pretty good. And then in doing that, I started working with our information technology department because they would give us software releases Mm -hmm. and and if anybody's familiar with the with quality assurance or software testing i became kind of a i guess a third eye for them right and i'd say oh hey something's here and then so next so i started making a connection with that team Mm -hmm. and next thing you know they had an opening and because of our relationship you know i didn't have any degrees in technology i'm not a programmer and don't want me to program anything and then they were like, hey, we got an opening. You've been doing a good job with this. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm in the technology field. And I'm hitting it about the right time, which was about that late 90s. Right. We know the dot-com was Yeah, coming, absolutely. Right? <laughs> yeah. So right. went, went into that, uh, worked there for a while, then had an opportunity to move on um, into a management role. And then the, the, the dot-com hit in 2000, and I was able to – one thing I did learn about technology is it, it's – the skill is transferable to almost any industry. And that's what I would really say to a lot of people. If you're not sure what you want to do or somebody just starting out into college, technology can't go wrong most of the time in technology. <laughs> well, say more on that because, um, you know, we've, we've got a lot of folks that are out of work right now in the technology space, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and anecdotally, what we read is, you know, a lot of them are getting jobs pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we're hearing. But but say more on why technology and what uh, from your experience and then others that you've coached. Yeah, no. Uh, and I think the main thing I learned, John, was it's, it's well, I guess you could say, call it kind of career agnostic, right? I mean, you, you can start out in, like I was in technology, I was in telecommunications and made a move into healthcare. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking 
right. totally different industries. I mean, sure. I think in technology, you could go to work for a, you know, a Home Depot or a United Health Group or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, you know, a, a Ace Hardware, Ace Hardware, you know, any any sector, <laughs> right. just about right. because you know it's it's about that technology, sure. that skill. So I think that's the main thing. I think the other thing I would say to most people too is learn about the business that you're going to. I think sometimes some technologists will say, well, I can program in this. So it just, as long as I can program in this, that's all that really matters. Right. Mm. But I think you can make yourself very valuable by learning about Home Depot. How does their business work or United Health Group or whatever that company may be, right? Learn about that business and become valuable. So I think that's important to do that uh, along the way. And I think that's what helped me, I think, is really trying to learn about the business and helped me make those transitions into healthcare from telecommunications. And then a lot of times I think it's again, going back to you know, people that are become mentors or people that you start working with who are, you know, willing to help you mm-hmm. uh, along the way too. And that you're showing that you're, you're putting in the effort too to do it. And I think the big thing sometimes is patience, right? And that's hard. <laughs> no, it's very hard. Uh, one thing that strikes me though, is um, you certainly would have, benefited, I would think, and this is a question, from your ability to communicate that you learned in wrestling, that Mm -hmm. you learned in terms of, like you say, being behind a mic or in front of a camera or in front of all these crowds, um, because those skills are often um, hard to find in some (laughs) technical fields, right? And so if you've got the ability to communicate and you bring technology skills to the table, that's a pretty potent combination, right? Totally agree with you, John. I mm-hmm. could not agree more. I think that's the biggest thing I would say to a lot of people. I think that's what helped me when I did end up landing my chief information officer role was it wasn't that I was a hardcore engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that I understood the technology and how it worked and how to work with those folks and how we can get that accomplish you know what's driving the business how can technology help right and i didn't understanding the the business side i had my mba by then and mm-hmm. that was probably the, one of the best best things i had ever done i didn't took a little longer to go get it i wish i would have maybe done it a little sooner but at that time you know i was in a management role and that degree started making sense right it was right it's like ah i know why now you you're why you do this or why this is going to help. So no, I would say to anybody in technology, if you have those interpersonal skills or can try to work on them (laughs) and really get that balance of your, your engineering skills or your hardcore skills, but understand the business, understand how to say, Hey, can we look at it from this direction or this angle? What if we try this, right? Mm -hmm. And here's how technology could make us more efficient, more effective, save some money, earn money mm-hmm. that's valuable i think now what you're seeing is that c-level now a chief information officer is that what they you know that old term the seat at the table right mm-hmm. they are there and it's not uncommon to see those folks go into that ceo role or maybe that coo role with large companies because of technology playing such a big part of what companies do today wes you've been talking about um the, your career journey, and you kind of leverage that forward, I guess, in in your involvement at Kennesaw State mm-hmm. um, as a uh, lecturer, professor, um, and a career coach, uh, which is where I'm going with the question. Yeah. Um, talk about why th- that work really resonated 
with you and why it was some you you feel so passionate about being a career coach now you know you know john something i've i've always loved helping people mm-hmm. i really have it's a very it's a passion of mine and that was one of the main things that drove me to to write this book and i really uh, when we had that opportunity um uh the our, our dean at the time was a was a visionary she could see that you know we need to to, to set us apart in the business school from some others and, and offer these courses to help students. And really, cause I, I can tell you going through my college degree, I, I really didn't, I just listened to my parents and said, get a business degree, you know, and that was, I was at least smart enough to listen to them. But, you know, I think a lot of times they don't, students don't really know where they want to go. And I just love helping people. I've, I've had experiences doing this and I felt like if I could help you now, so you don't maybe make the mistakes I made and make your right. journey a little more straight, then that was what was my passion and driving. And I think the biggest thing that too, I think felt, uh, I really felt that helped me a lot too, John was, um, I guess for lack of a better word, that term street cred. I, I, when I taught to the students, they knew I, I you had this background, you've mm-hmm. been at these levels. Yeah. Okay. So maybe he does know a little bit about what he's talking <laughs> about. Right. And so I think yeah. having that background and being able to say, Here's some things you can do. Here's some fields you can do. Here's some internships, maybe even connecting them with some people to talk to, you know, in the, that, that might have been looking for internships or looking for students and those kind of career informational sort of interviews, uh, so to speak. So I think that really helped me a lot. And I just enjoyed always when a student would come back and say, hey, I've got this internship here and thanks for this advice you gave me. That, you know, that was really, I mean, that's not why I did it, but it was just rewarding to know that you've helped that you've helped people. And that's one of the main things that drove me. I felt like I had those experiences that could really help them and really also let them know the, the, the value of learning, mm-hmm. continuing to learn. Right. You can get certifications. Gosh, it's so, so much opportunity out there for certification in this online world we live in. Right. Right. So that was so important. That's why I really just gravitated to them. When they, when they had that opportunity, I was the first to raise my hand. I said, let, let me, I'd love to be a part of this. And I, was, and I was fortunate enough to be able to help get that program up and running there. So it was great. That, it was great. That's terrific. So you work with um, folks that are in career transition mm-hmm. um, in, in uh, that, that, that maybe need some career planning or something like that. Talk about the, that work that you do, those services you offer. Yeah. So I think from, a, I think the main thing I try to really help people with John on the career, especially the career transition is really look at what are you doing now? And I think sometimes people say, well, I'm in this industry doing this, but I really like to be over here. But you know, I think they go ahead and just put the, unfortunately, sometimes we, and I know I've done it, you know, mm-hmm. we put the roadblock in front of us. Sure. And it's self-imposed. You got it. And yeah. we self-impose it. So I try to really look at them. Say, Let's look at your skills. Okay. You've done this. You've done this. How can we put that elevator pitch or that picture together to say, I can, I know I haven't been in your industry, but I've got these skills and I've been successful doing A, B, and C. Let's push them into, I can get over here. Right. Now you may have to take a lateral. You may even have to maybe take a step back. But if that's where you want to be, you can you can get there. Mm-hmm. And I think having certain skills will help you. Maybe go and get a certification. If it's something, maybe maybe you've you know been a manager, but say you'd really like to be a project manager. There's certifications you can get that, that shows somebody. Okay, I've done this kind of work. I haven't really held the title of project manager, but I've done project management work. I've went out and 
obtained a certification. And I mm-hmm. think what that'll show people is your initiative. I think right. the more initiative you can take and let's, so really trying to take an inventory of your skills that you have and let's package that instead of saying, well, I don't have this, this, and this, let's look at what you have yeah, and how that can translate or transfer in that other industry. Yeah. It strikes me what you're saying in, in essence is let's look at the glass half full, not half empty. You right? got it. Yeah. You, you uh, got it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's look at what you really have. And, and, I love what you're saying because I think this is so true. Um, we, you know, when we look at others, we overestimate them, but we underestimate ourselves, right? I mean, in terms of what we have to bring to the table. You, no, John, you're right on, and mm-hmm. I think we've all done it. Yeah. I know I have. When sure. I look at somebody else and say, "Wow," you know, but then yeah. I look at, well, you know, I I can't do that, you know, and right? Because you know, I think, and then there's always that fear of failure, right? right? And I think we have to, you know, be a, be careful with that. And I think one of the um, you know, and I think sometimes, you know, discounting that hard work and perseverance because that person that we're looking at, we think, oh, wow, we see them now, but we don't know what their journey was, mm-hmm. right? I think um, uh, the uh, Prince, the, you know, music, uh, Prince, the music artist. Yeah, was, yeah. He said. Uh, yeah, the, arm, uh, the artist that was yeah. formerly known, then known or whatever yeah. is Prince, right? I think he said something that was really great. He said, uh, it takes years, uh, years to become an overnight success. Right. Right. And I think a lot of right. people don't sometimes see that journey or what you went through, but you're right. We have a tendency to look over there, but we don't do that to ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think if, I think that's half the battle. If you can get out of that and start seeing yourself as that person, hey, I can get over here. It may not be easy. But if I, it'll take some time. It's going to take some work. I may have to go back and get some education or some learning or some certifications. I may have to uh, do some networking. I think that that's one thing I talk about in the book too is the power of networking mm-hmm. and mentors. And I think that's something that, as you mentioned, take that positive approach. And yeah, sometimes it's not it, it, the first one may not work, right? If, if you, but you know, keep trying. Yeah, you know, if that's where you want to be, you're exactly right. And take that take that glass off of us and. Like or that lens and how we're looking at others as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Wes Ray is with us, folks. He's the author of Off the Top Rope, from professional wrestling to the corporate world to the classroom. Um, Wes, I'm just curious, and I and our folks, I've I've dipped into Wes's book, and it's really a good book. I highly encourage you to read it. Um cause you'll enjoy it a lot, uh, reading about his journey. But, um, but I want to, I want to just pull one, one thing out of that book that you hope readers will take and, uh, grasp onto and use for their own journey. What, I mean, what's the, what's the biggest thing that you want to have your readers walk away with? Yeah. And that's a great question, John. And I really think the big thing is, um, is perseverance mm-hmm. and um, and hope that you can you can get through these things. Really, really taking uh, stock of what you can do and and you know looking at it from a positive perspective, a strengths perspective. I think um, a lot of times when we're evaluating ourselves, we always look at our weaknesses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think really trying to what I really try to also put a, get across in the book is really taking the stock of what are your strengths mm. and let's gravitate towards those. Um, I'm not good at anything that's a calculus or ends in a TRY. And I could sit here and try to, you know, all day long and I'm not going to get much better. So, but let me look at other areas where I can get better. Right. And right. What I'm already doing pretty well. And how can I improve that? So I really think it's just perseverance, hard work, um, learning, 
uh, you know, working with others, connecting with people, networking, mentoring, giving back as well. I think that's always important. Mm. Pay it forward. Right. I love doing that. I think, especially when you're working with mentors, I think, you know, you don't want to always be that one, hey, I only call you when I need something, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> so I think really trying to take away from that, that perseverance, hard work is, a, is really, really important. And that if you want it, it's there. It's there. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy, um, but it, if you want it, it, you can you can do it. It's just going. It might might be a, a little difficult journey along the way, or a different approach of how you get there. But it's sure. there if you want it. Yeah. That's great. Great message from Wes Ray, <laughs> the author of Off the Top Rope. So Wes, let's uh, give everyone directions on how they can connect with you. How they can find out more information on the book. Oh, great, thank you, John. Yeah, the the book is called, as you mentioned, is uh, Off the Top Rope from Professional Wrestling to the uh, Corporate World to the Classroom: a, a Journey in Faith, Career Transition, and a Little Bit of Luck. <laughs> <laughs> and you can go to offthetopropebook.com. Uh, the book uh, is actually out on Amazon now for pre-order. It will release on March the 10th. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anybody has, uh, if you go to the, the website again, offthetopropebook.com, uh, you, you can order it off of there. Or if you're interested in some, you know, some career services or or uh, some some speaking, I'd love to come and speak to you know any organization that might be looking to you know have some some assistance there or just come and talk. I'd love to do that too. So uh, go to that site and it'll get you in touch with me or get you in touch with the book. And again, I hope you hope hope you enjoy it because I, I do think if uh, it's a, hopefully a good positive message to help people uh, with their journey along the way. That's great, Wes Ray. Folks, author of Off the Top Rope, Wes, this has been a lot of fun and and very informative and, and inspirational. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, John. Can't thank you enough for your time today. I really appreciate it. And thanks again. Thank you. Hey, folks, just a uh, quick thought for you. If you're looking at, around your back office, and I'm talking about the administrative tasks you've got in your business, your bookkeeping, um, maybe uh, some of the processes in your business that need work, and if you're seeing a mess there, well, that's taking you away from all the, your clients and all your prospective clients. In other words, it's taking, taking you away from the revenue side of your business. So let me give you a suggestion on how to tackle that problem. Go to officeangels.us, or better yet, just call the chief executive angel over there, SES Cabido, 770-442-9246, and let her know that we sent you. And what you will find is that uh, SE has a whole team of angels that will, uh, she matches up a business owner's support needs with angels who have the talent and experience necessary to handle whatever particular work you need done. And they do that for um, as as long as needed. And uh, that could be a day, it could be a week, it could be a year. Whatever you're uh, in need of, they can supply. So go to officeangels.us to learn more. Or again, call SES Cabido, 770-442-9246, and your business, I promise you, will thank you. I use their services, and they're terrific. And folks, speaking of books, I've got a book coming out later this year. It's called In the Summer. It's called The Price and Value Journey, Raising Your Confidence, Your Value, and Your Prices Using the Generosity Mindset Method. If you want to know more about that, go to pricevaluejourney.com. You can sign up to receive updates. You can also get a uh, link to the show archive for the podcast I do with, with the same name where we cover a lot of those topics. And thank you, folks, to 
you, the great listeners here uh, of North Fulton Business Radio who have gotten us to show number, I guess we're up to 615 or something like that. Over these past almost seven years, you have been so supportive in sharing the show and giving encouraging words uh, to us and to our guests, and we're just um, delighted to be able to serve as the voice of business in North Fulton, and we're, we, we, can, we only do it because of the continue to do it because of your encouragement. So thank you. We're, we're just so grateful to you. Go to NorthFultonBusinessRadio.com to see a show archive, or if you uh, would like to subscribe on your favorite app and you haven't done so, uh, feel free. Just look up North Fulton Business Radio and you'll find the show, and we'll be honored if you would do that. So for my guest, Wes Ray, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.